Welcome, friends, to the Open Doors Weekly Podcast. Uh, today is December 15th. It's Tuesday, and we're going to listen in on um, this past Sunday's worship gathering of the Open Door via Zoom. It is really easy to get in on that if you want to be a part of kind of the, the community uh, of the Open Door. We don't live stream um, on Facebook or anywhere else, but we do uh, a, a c- community worship gathering um, on Zoom each week, and everyone is welcome, including you. You can find info on that um, at our website, pghopendoor.net. You can also find info on our Sunday uh, Advent worship at Garfield Community Farm on the website in the same uh, same area. Um, those gatherings are at 9 o'clock at the farm, and they're limited to 20 people. It's getting cold, and so we're having a few less people, so there is definitely room most weeks for a few more people if you haven't done that before and would like to come up to the farm for a fairly brief contemplative time in worship um, around a few uh, fire pits to keep warm. Um, It's a really beautiful time, and um, we are staying as safe as we possibly can um, with masks and social distancing um, in doing that. Finally, uh, we are worshiping at Garfield Farm on Christmas Eve, and we'd love to have you come up for that. We have a gathering planned for 4.30 p.m., and another one planned for 6 p.m. We don't expect huge numbers, um, but we want to spread out the numbers that we do have so that it's as safe as possible um, and we don't have too much, too many people um, in one outdoor area. Um, designing, I think, what's going to be a really beautiful time of worship um, for those, those who would like to come up. We have lots of lights. Our labyrinth is lit up right now, which is something you can come and participate in um, any uh, afternoon or evening at the farm. Uh, You can walk the labyrinth, which really does look beautiful, um, lit up with Christmas lights. Um, You're welcome to come up for that any night. We'll have that going through Epiphany, which is uh, through uh, mid-January. If it is raining on Christmas Eve, we will only do an 8 p.m. Vespers service um if it's drizzling we're probably going to continue with worship at the farm but if it's a a rain out we will only do the online uh vesper service on zoom you'll be you can get that link of course on our website thanks for joining us today and here's our scripture luke chapter 1 46 through 55 this is often called Mary's Song or the Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He's shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. 
He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Thanks be to God. So, the Judeo-Christian faith has always been built upon a great story, a great narrative, an epic narrative. And um, we're in the midst of that narrative right now. For Christians, this new year that has just begun, as Lee pointed out a couple of weeks ago with the first Sunday of Advent, we're re-immersing ourselves in the beginning of the Christian story. Yes, Advent is the beginning of the new year. Advent often seems too short for me. Um, Lent is 40 days, and Advent is, Advent is uh, f- about four weeks, sometimes even a little less, depending on where Christmas falls. It seems like it goes past quickly. Advent it's, is kind of like watching the first three minutes of a new Mandalorian episode where they give you the recap of something that happened in the last season that is really important for what's about to happen. Um, that's kind of the way Advent is. It's the, the quick three, four week recap of this great narrative in the left-hand side of the Bible called the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. Um, It's this great prophetic narrative um, recap that is setting up um, what's about to happen in the birth of Jesus. Advent is the time when we read the prophets and the earliest chapters of the Gospels, um, even before Jesus, Uh, is born, to see that the coming birth of this baby is the culmination of generations of God's work and the beginning of everything that is to come for humanity. Advent's all about looking back to understand the past so that this epic new beginning is grounded in God's promises and focuses on bringing those promises to fruition. But the narrative of God's people, it's still ongoing. It's not a story that's yet concluded. Sure, we have the scriptures, but at the end, this narrative doesn't end at the end of Revelation. It continues on, and it continues with us, our lives, our time, and it will go beyond us. The quest for the fulfillment of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven is still our quest today. So Mary's song sets the course for Jesus's upside-down kingdom where the powerful are humbled, the hungry are filled, the rich are without their excess, and the lowly are lifted up. This is the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, 
And it's perfectly in line with the generations of prophetic teaching that had led to Jesus's birth. In this great narrative that Mary's song depicts of the upside-down kingdom, we must first look back to look forward. One scholar, uh, Fred Craddock, said that in the Christian faith, we remember the future. At first, that doesn't make sense, right? You can't remember the future. And I think that's why it's such a brilliant phrase, because we remember it, because at first it seems not to make sense. I mean, isn't it interesting, though, that as people of faith, we can remember the future. We remember that God has been faithful and that God will be faithful in the future. God doesn't change, and so we can know, not the details, but we can know the, the overarching um, narrative that is going to come to fruition even in the future. For Craddock and for Christians throughout the centuries, our joy is not always built on current circumstances, but our joy is built on our memory, our memory of the past, and maybe even more so our memory of the future. Even as we are in the midst of a great story that continues to unfold, a story of redemption, justice, salvation, we know the author of this story. We know that God spoke all of the universe into being and that God's love animates all that is. This third Sunday of Advent, we can remember the future as if we know the ending, knowing that God's salvation is that ending, is the, and it is coming. In another of the passages in this week's lectionary, um, there's some really important and uh, uh, good sections that really connect with Mary's song. So I want to read part of Isaiah 61, starting with the first verse. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. It sounds kind of like Mary's song, right? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He's sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. And then it says, Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. The history of the prophets of Israel taught that a Savior would come to bring justice for those who were oppressed. The entire Hebrew Bible is the story of a homeless, wandering people group who are given priority by God. But these people are always to remember their homeless, wandering past. 
And the gospel hasn't always been used to bring freedom to the oppressed, like the prophets um, talk about. Sadly, we all know it's been used by the powerful to gain and retain power from time to time. But the true story of Jesus can never be warped by power-hungry people. They can try, but the true gospel will always be revealed in the end as the gospel revealed in Mary's song. Revelation of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ that brings joy to the world, is the job of the church. We are to be revealing joyous good news, just as we read about in Mary's song. So, who are the people of our world that Isaiah 61 in verses 3 and verse 9 and other spots is talking about? Verse 9 says, Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. God was about to rewrite history when this was written. Rewrite history uh, of the Hebrew people by giving them their city back, by restoring their religious traditions and their culture, by giving them their homeland back. Who in our world are being lifted up, given a new story, being given honor and dignity when that had been unjustly taken away. Take a moment to just ponder that question. Who in our world might the gospel be, as a people group, be lifting up, be giving good news to? Who is God um, lifting up today in our world? Just think about that for a moment. Today, I think there are many people groups that the gospel speaks good news with joy to. I know that the joyful Advent story is for our LGBTQ siblings who are being given a new story within churches that fully accept them for who they are. I know that this joyful Advent message is for indigenous people who've been oppressed for centuries but are today being recognized for their truly sustainable way of living and that all that they can teach the rest of the world about earth care and our future. I know that the Black Lives Matter movement has shed light into the blind spots of America, helping us see that our culture values things that God may not value, such as whiteness. And therefore, we know Jesus is on the side of of people with darker skin. The church any church proclaiming the message of Advent and Christmas must be doing the work of lifting people up who have been pushed down by society and by the church even in the past. 
The birth of Jesus Christ is a story changer. It's the unexpected turning point, the rewriting of the script. At certain times in our lives, we, can, we all need uh, to recognize the need for a rewriting of our own stories. God is working in the world to lift up those who've been oppressed by the powerful, but God is also working in me and you in our lives. Advent is a time of year when we can realign our story with the will of God in our lives. It's always an opportunity to recognize that our story needs some rewriting. The sin of this world affects nations and people groups, and it also affects you and me. Our hearts, our well-being, our ability to love others as we are called to love ourselves. Salvation is personal, according to Isaiah 61 and verse 10, which I haven't read yet. It's the end of this passage. It says, I will greatly rejoice, again, joy. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He's covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. This third week of Advent is all about joy. Right in the midst of Advent, in the midst of darkness and waiting and struggle, our faith in God's future work in our lives and in our world leads us to joy, even now. So today, on this third Sunday of Advent, we can have joy even in the midst of the struggle that we are in. In the midst of this pandemic that seems to only be worsening, and yet we have a light at the end of the tunnel. But how bad will it get? We don't know before uh, vaccines are available to the masses. We can have joy because we have a Savior. We can have joy that God is bringing redemption and salvation to this earth because we have a great narrative to look back on. We can know the love of Christ through the gospel story, and we can remember the future, that Christ is the same today as he was 2,000 years ago, and that Christ will continue to reveal salvation in the world tomorrow, right now, and in years to come. Yes, it's hard right now, but our faith leads us to joy. And we can have that joy because we serve a God who created the unbelievable universe that we live in out of love. And so Christmas, as we look to a week and a half from now, Christmas is about waiting, is about that joy being revealed. Advent is about waiting for that joy 
waiting for, for the, the incarnation to fully come into this creation. And it has come, and it is here. And all of it is not yet, and so we still wait, but with joy. God, we pray that you would enliven our hearts out of despair, out of anxiety and depression. Enliven our hearts to joy in you, knowing that even in these times we have great reason for joy, for faith, for hope and love. God, we pray that you would transform our world and we pray that you would transform us, your people, that we would um, be agents in this world of love and hope and peace and even joy. Thanks for listening. Um, our music, as usual, is written by, written and performed by this side of Eve, which is Alyssa Creasy, my wife, and myself. Um, we're releasing a new album. You can get it um, at our website, thissideofeve.com. Check it out. I'm really excited about it. It's available for pre-order now.